Hello and welcome back to the Barbell Bikini and Biz podcast. God, I sound jolly this morning. Jolly. God, I sound like Boris Johnson. What a start to the podcast. But anyway, welcome back to another solo episode. Gyms are open in the UK, people. So if you're in the UK right now, you're probably loving life. I say UK, I mean England. Scotland, Wales, Ireland. I know yours aren't open yet, but keep going, guys. But for all of us who are back in, I hope you've had some great sessions and you're loving it so far. But I wanted to make this podcast today to basically share some of my early mistakes I first made when lifting. Uh, Now gyms are open, I think a lot of these are more relevant than ever. And these are things which you may be doing without even realising. And by doing them, you're slowing down the rate of your progress massively. So I'm going to go through the mistakes I made and why it's important that you don't make them and the impact it can have. So sit back, relax, enjoy, and let's get into today's episode. So the first mistake that I made was, number one, not eating enough at first. So when I first started lifting, like first, first started, it was a fat loss journey because I'd got a bit out of shape at university. Um, So this was in about May, because I started just after I'd finished my first year at uni. I was like, right, I've got all this time off, so I'll start now. So I started my fat loss journey and I got into decent shape pretty quick. You know, I'd say by sort of the the Christmas kind of period, I'd pretty much lost all of the excess body fat that I had and I was in good nick. But I continued to eat, you know, a diet, you know, diet calories, diet foods. I was having like, I think I was having a really small bowl of oats, uh, porridge oats with whey for breakfast. I'd then have a salad post-workout, <laughs> maybe a protein shake as well. I'd then have like some rice cakes and a couple of nuts. And then I'd have something like chicken and rice or chicken and sweet potato. And then some like Greek yogurt. So I was probably only having, I think I worked it out the other day, like 1,400, 1,500 calories, something along those lines, which is fine for dieting. But by this point, I I'd lost the body fat and I just wanted to get hella stronger and build muscle. And... I remember it got to about February, March time and I was I was doing a PT session with my coach at the time and we were just talking about um, what I was doing afterwards and she was like, oh, so what are you going to have post-workout? And I was like, I'm just going to have a salad. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have some salad, um, you know, like it was on the plan. She goes, Lucy, you don't need salad anymore. You know, you, you're on a muscle building journey now. We've transitioned. You're not wanting to drop body fat anymore. Go and have a bowl of Cocoa Pops. And I was just like, what? You know, I'd seen all of the bikini girls and the leaner girls having cocoa pops and stuff post-workout and I was like oh, I can't do that I'm, I'm not like that but my self-perception was so skewed that I didn't realize that I was you know small I still saw myself as fat and I didn't think that I could have this sort of food post-workout and I remember going home and I had some my protein chocolate brownie whey and I made that in with the milk and I poured it on some cocoa pops and I was like oh my god <laughs> wow R.I.P. salads post-workout and even then, I still wasn't eating much. So we had a, I had a chat with my coach and she made me like a new sort of draft meal plan that I could follow as an example um, with more carbs. And that's when my progress started to massively rocket. That's when I started to see changes in my physique. And that's when my strength took a massive, a massive, you know, U-turn. So if you're listening to this and your calories aren't particularly high or you're not really eating much, you may be in decent shape now. Don't get me wrong. But if you've got goals to build muscle and get stronger, gals, you got to eat. And I'm not saying you have to smash thousands and thousands of calories a day. And you sometimes see these girls on Instagram, like some of the bikini athletes and stuff, were like, yeah, I'm on like 3,500 calories a day to bulk. 
that's daunting and I'll tell you now that most people can't do that um I do find it really frustrating when girls share that because it kind of creates this idea that you can eat that sort that kind of food or you need to eat that amount of food to build muscle lean I, I couldn't eat 3,000 calories and stay lean I'll tell you that now but you do have to eat your body needs to be in a mild to moderate surplus to to build muscle it needs to be and you'll see massive changes on your strength. You know, if you've got more energy from the food that you're putting in you, you can then put that energy into your gym sessions, which means you can lift more, which means you're probably going to build muscle more efficiently, quicker. So make sure you are fueling yourself, guys. And I think a mistake other people make, this isn't one I made, but people do, is they don't eat enough. Um, the majority of the time, you know, they, they cut calories, they cut carbs, and then it gets to the end of the day or the end of the week, and you're just craving, you know, you're craving carbs, you're craving sugar, you're craving all of these foods that you've just not had because you've not really eaten anything. So then you do eat shit and you eat a lot of it, which then can get you into a cycle again of binge restrict, overeat restrict, which again can have massive detriments on your progress. So that's just one to consider. So number one, not eating enough. Number two was winging my workouts. I'm actually going to put my hand up and say that I was a really bad client at first. I got this training plan when I started and it was like a four day split upper body and it was really simple and basic and I was just like nah I'm better than this you know I want to do push pull legs because I've seen my favorite fitspo people doing it and I'm going to do three sets instead of two and all of this stuff and I did that but I didn't even do it structured I just went in and I sort of followed the same structure of like push pull legs sort of thing but I just winged it every time I was like oh, I'm gonna do this exercise today oh, I think I did about this on it last time so I'll do that totally winged it and I thought that it was it was going well and I was seeing strength progressions but I didn't really know and this that'll come on to my last my like one of my last points anyway which is another um, thing that I didn't do which was track my lifts but I had no structure now I think that other term of structure and that sort of thing it can seem quite off-putting because people are like oh I don't want it to be too disciplined I just want to enjoy it and yeah you've got to enjoy it but however if you're serious about wanting to just not be you know static with how you are you want to get stronger you want to build muscle there does have to be an element of consistency because you need to get really good at the exercises you're doing and get hella strong at them you know it takes time to sort of get to grooves with a movement it takes time to then get stronger at it so you want to be keeping consistent otherwise how do you know how you can improve you know so don't just wing workouts, guys. If you've got a coach who set you a plan, bloody follow it. Honestly, it's the best thing I've done. <laughs> really, I, I can't stress that enough. And if something about the plan just doesn't seem right, just vocalise that. So instead of doing what I did and thinking, hey, I'm better than this, vocalise it. You know, go to your coach or trainer and say, look, I, I appreciate the programme you've put together for me, but I, I think I can do more or I don't like it because, you know, unless you tell them, they don't know. So... Get a structure in place, even if you're writing your own, guys. Write your own program, get a structure in place and stick with it for, you know, good amounts of time, you know, eight weeks minimum. And then you'll start to see changes because if you're progressively getting stronger at your lifts and you're getting better at them, so you're more accurate with them, you know, you're getting deeper in your squats or it's just looking better overall, you are going to see progressions a lot faster as a result. So that's number two. Number three is one that, oh my god, I look back and I'm just like, you absolute moron. And I think everyone has done it. If you've not done it yet, you probably will. And that is chasing weight over formal technique. And we all do it because we all want to put that thing on Instagram or say, yeah, I just hip thrust 150 kilos. Yeah, I've just done 200 kilos on the leg press. 
you see your favourite people doing it or to be honest what motivates me is seeing people I don't like doing it <laughs> we'll say that now people who I don't like or I think I can be better than when I see them doing a lift and I can't lift that much I just think oh for fuck's sake so I try and chase it and it's like I, you can't go from a 10 kilo dumbbell row to a 40 kilo dumbbell row just because someone else has and yes you might be the same age you might have a similar training experience you know all the things may be similar but you aren't them and ultimately doing a movement with weights that sacrifices accuracy technique is dangerous you know you're putting yourself at risk of injury and the reality is you're probably just moving a weight you know we aren't strong men and women if you're listening to this and you're a strong man slash woman and that obviously doesn't apply but if you're wanting to build lean muscle and strength you know you have to do it right you know there's no point just swinging your weight around if you're doing a dumbbell row you want to be actively engaging your lats you want your lats to be moving the weights and if you're just thrusting the weight back as fast and hard as you can the reality is you're probably not connecting with your lats if you're not connecting with them you aren't tearing down the muscle fibers in them and if you're not doing that it ain't gonna grow so that's just one thing to consider like Think about what you're actually doing. And it's, it's a mindset thing. This is what changed the game for me, was actually thinking, what am I out to achieve in this session? I want a PB. Everyone wants PBs. Everyone wants to be stronger, of course. But my goal is to build the muscle. You know, I'm coming into this push session to build my shoulders and chest. To do that, I have to, you know, actually work my shoulders and chest. Therefore, I have to make sure that I'm actually stimulating them. So if I'm just throwing weights around and not stimulating them, they ain't going to grow. Um, so what is the point so just think about what it is you're actually wanting and even if that means stripping weight back which I have done with a lot of exercises and it's it's hard because you know you're going from a 80 kilo RDL to a 60 and 80 kilo squat to a 40 yes that was me <laughs> it's a bit like oh my god you know it's really humbling but you know you're actually working the muscles and again by doing that that's why I've seen massive changes in my physique um, so do that honestly guys Number four um, is not prioritizing peri-workout nutrition. Now, peri-workout nutrition is basically a really, really fancy way of me saying pre and post-workout. Intra-workout has its time and a place, but I don't really think it's necessary to talk about in uh, this session. Uh, session, sorry, uh, podcast session. I've got a gym on my mind now. What I will say, intra-workout, as a bare minimum, guys, is make sure you're just keeping bloody hydrated, okay? Don't just, I've seen people come into the gym without any water at all. Sorry if you can hear a little buzzing. That's my brother in the shower, <laughs> if you're wondering what it is. But people come in with no water, so just make sure you're keeping yourself hydrated, guys. I get through like a, a litre and a half in a session, you know, keep yourself hydrated. But pre-workout, post-workout, two things which can have a massive, again, impact on your results. So pre-workout, I'm going to keep it simple. One thing that you do want to be getting in there is protein, a digestible source of protein, low-fat really, ideally. Um, so chicken, whey, anything that you can digest pretty easily and a slow releasing carbohydrates that again digest really well so you don't go into the session feeling you know sick i've done that before it's disgusting um so things like veg and stuff i'd keep out of your pre-workout meal fruits it's a different story it's a quick acting sugar so fruits typically seem to be fine and um, but what i would go for is something along the lines of chicken and rice if rice digests very well with you porridge with some whey um, some fruit, something along those lines. Um, keep it easy, something that digests very well. 
Um, what I would suggest as well is if it's going to be a couple of hours, like for me, I can't eat and then just go train. I need to leave it a couple of hours to digest. I always have um, a little bit of fat in there as well, just to slow down your digestion so that you've got that sustained energy. So I use dark chocolate. So my favourite thing, as you'll probably know, cream of rice, dark chocolate, and I don't have a way with it. I just have some chicken on the side. And I know that sounds weird. But whey sometimes sits a bit funny with me. And I don't want to be going into my session feeling sick. Because there's nothing worse. If you don't have much time. So say you're coming pretty much straight from work. You've got like an hour or half an hour. You just want something quick. So I just go for purely carbohydrates. Something really, really quick to digest. So like a banana. Some caramel rice cakes. Um, a cereal bar, squares bar. Something on those lines. So you've got that little bit of energy. But it's going to digest real quick. There's nothing worse than, like I've said, feeling sick and sluggish in a session. Or feeling really lethargic because you've got nothing in you. And then post-workout. Um, there's been a bit of debate about things post-workout recently, but I'm going to keep it really simple for you. So again, you want protein. Again, a quick acting protein is a, is a good option. So something like whey protein, which digests pretty quick. Um, again, it's digestibility. You want it to digest because you want to be making sure that you're getting that protein into your system. With both as well, I forgot to mention, you want to be making sure that you are having at least 20 grams worth of the actual protein source. So for the sake of argument, post-workout, you had a chicken bagel. If you only had, let's say, 40 grams of chicken, your whole meal might come to 20 grams of protein because there's like 10 grams of protein in a bagel. But 10 grams of that's from the bagel, not the chicken. So you want to make 20 grams is coming from the protein source itself, if that makes sense. And then again, you want carbohydrates, replenish the energy that you've lost in your training session. Simple sugars are a good option here as well because it's quick, it's fast acting. So you don't want something slow, you know, like brown rice. You know, have your white rice, have your cream of rice, have your cereal, have your fruit. This is the time to be having it. Um, Periworkout nutrition is massive. It can make a huge difference on your recovery to go again for your next session and it can make a huge difference for your energy levels. So if you haven't already prioritised that, do. Yeah, I'm going to leave that there. But the final point I'm going to come on to, and I kind of did reference it earlier, is the book of logging, not logging my lifts, winging it again, just sort of guessing. And I'm telling you now, it matters because when it comes to building muscle, you want to be following the principle and protocol of progressive overload, which is progressively getting stronger, right? And better. How do you know you're getting progressively stronger and better if you're not logging it? Because no one has memory that good. If you're training four days a week and each of your sessions has six to seven exercises and that's three sets, that's a lot of things to remember. So logging your lifts is massive because then you can focus on getting stronger. And I think I've harped about it in, in podcasts before, but honest to God, guys, get a physical logbook or if you do have a coach and you have an app, log it in the app, but have record of what you do and strive to beat it. Why I like a logbook as well, rather than just logging it in a phone and stuff is I make notes as well as just track my lifts. So for example, if I'm really fucking tired or I just don't feel very well that session, I make a note of it because then if my lifts go down, I can then look back the next week and be like, okay, my lifts went down last week because I wasn't feeling good. So I'm going to try and base it off the week before that when I felt better. If something moves really well and the connection, the my muscle connection is insane, but perhaps I don't lift as much, I'll make a note just so then I don't feel down that I've not lifted as much, but the connection's been better. So I reference that. Honestly, logbooking is a game changer. Having a structured workout with a logbook is one of the most basic things you can do, but it's something that will guarantee 
guarantee changes in your physique because if you're beating it and you're getting stronger, well then the science is in your favour. You're gonna be you're gonna be making changes to your physique. And those are my five mistakes that I made when I first started. So if you're doing any of these or not doing any of these, make those changes, guys, because I promise you they have all been game changers in my progress across the years. And it's things that I wish I'd known not to do at the start or to do at the start. And I think I'd be in a totally different position now. I'd be an IFBB pro right now. No, I'm joking, but it would make a massive difference. But that's everything from me from this podcast, guys. Over and out. Have a good day. If you're training, enjoy. If you're training at home, keep going, and I'll see you on the next one.